Hey guys, what's going on? Calvron back with an episode seven of the Warrior Havens podcast. And this is gonna be a good episode today, guys. Um we're gonna be talking about, you know, what what recipe makes uh, a great fighter and kind of like the qualities all great fighters um have in common. Well, not qualities, more so the the aspects that make a great fighter. So we're gonna be going into all of that today. But before we get into that, um, make sure you guys please follow me, Calron the Warrior, on Instagram, TikTok, so you can stay up to date with um, post, you know, the future episodes. Uh, I go more in depth with topics on uh, post on TikTok and Instagram. So be sure to you know show some love to the page, guys. But anyway, what makes what recipe makes the greatest fighters so i feel like there is six aspects a fighter's mentality their fight iq adaptability um your offense your defense and your training and we're just gonna you know break down each section right now so a fighter's mentality you know how how does um a mentality make you a great fighter um, and that's everything. That's everything. All of the greats you'll see. Um, and this kind of, and, and this even goes, you know, just in all sports in general, just in life in general. Um, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, Khabib, John Jones, Anderson Silva, GSP, Julio Cesar Chavez, uh, Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence. I mean, shoot, even if they're non-fighters like Kobe Bryant. And mama mentality is great. Your mentality is, is a key aspect to how great of a fighter you are. Because when you're pushed with, um, you know, challenges, obstacles, you got to have that switch. You know, you, you got to have that switch to turn on. And, you know, we'll see this in uh, even Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is a great example of mentality. You know, he um, he would affirm to himself constantly you know, I'm the greatest, you know, I'm so quick, I can catch a fly, you know, my punches can destroy mountains, like, positive self-talk is, is real, it, and, it, and it, and it changes, um, how you view yourself, because how you view yourself is so important, and it, it boosts your confidence tremendously, and if you, you know, if you're going into the fight game, or training, and your mentality is, isn't where it's supposed to be, uh, you won't get far, and even just, you know, it takes it takes more because it's not just, oh, I'm a fighter and I'm tough and I'm strong and I'll knock anybody out. Like, fuck's you talking about? You're not going. It's more than that. It's it's that undeniable belief in yourself that you are the best, that you are the greatest. And, and not only that, but that mentality where. Nothing will stand in your way until you are the greatest, until you are the best. And I, I feel like it's very important for for you to have, you know. Um, and we talked about this kind of in the last week's episode, what makes a fighter's style. And like I said, your mentality goes into your style, how, how you view, you know, how you view the fight game as a whole, how you view your opponents. You know, how uh, do you go in there to dominate? Because there's a difference between going in there to dominate your opponent to to compete and be at the very top and then 
you get tired and you're just trying to survive the fight. You know, you're just trying to hang on and, and get through the round. There are two con- very stark differences between that. And as a fighter, your mentality has to be on, you know, it has to be top, top of the top. Like I said, look at, you know, um, Floyd Mayweather is probably one of the best examples besides Muhammad Ali. Just that that self-talk that they would have for themselves. I'm a champion. Oh, man. If, if he's doing 12 rounds, I'm doing 15. Uh, I don't get tired. We never get tired. Uh, man, if he's hitting hard, I hit harder. Like, that stuff, that talk. And, you know, some people might look at it like, oh, he's silly. But it changes so much. And at the very top echelon of fighting, that little 1%, 2% will make a world of difference, especially in the later rounds, guys especially in the later rounds. So your mentality is very important, especially on how you view your idea of what um, a fighter is and and what a champion does in hard times. That's all very important. And and how how far you're willing to push yourself, even when things aren't going your way. And your mentality drives everything. It drives the rest of the aspects I just meant. I mentioned the fight IQ, adaptability, offense, defense, training. Drives everything, guys. You know, even um your opponent trying to get in your head, and making sure that that's not happening. You know, you, your mind is fortified. It is very important to have that that lock on on your mental, and it's it's something that's constant. It's something that's trained throughout every day, and has to be consistent. It has to be consistent because, you know, you could go, a fighter can, they can, you could be in the best shape of your life too. And this is the thing, you'd be the best shape of your life. But if you mentally aren't there, mentally weaker than your opponent, you will never win. You will never win. So mentality is one of the, the first key aspects. Now, second, and, and this isn't in any order of importance that I'm just going down the list. Um, in general. So the next key aspect to, to making a great fighter is your fight IQ. Why do I say your fight IQ? Because you cannot get far. You cannot get far in, in this game at all. If you're just going to fight, if you're just going to, if you just want to be a brawler, if you just want to knock the guy's head off and get them out of there, you won't go far. You won't get far because it takes more than that. It takes more than that to, to stand in there and it's easy for, you know, it's easy to say that, oh, I'll beat the shit out of him or, excuse my language, uh, you know, I'll mess him up, uh, I'll take him down. That's easy to say when their opponent's weaker than you, when they're not as skilled as you. What are you going to do when, when they're more skilled than you, when they're stronger than you? You know, you it might not, or there might be, you no know, they might just be better than you all around. It's not going to be as easy as, oh, I'll mess him up. I'll beat I'll beat the brakes off him now nah, because you won't be able to because he's going to have he's on that same level, if not above. It's going to take fight IQ. And why is fight IQ important? Because it separates you. It's that it's it's a game of inches. And like I said, with mentality, fight IQ is a game of inches because the more you know as a fighter, the more you know, like what to set up, what your opponent's trying to do. Um. It just helps you so much in the long run, and I'm not. And not every fighter is going to be a Floyd Mayweather, Israel Adesanya esque, you know, technical, um, technical fighter, and that's fine. But 
that IQ that they have, knowing where they are in the octagon in the ring, knowing, all right, my opponent's trying to set up this body jab, knowing what counters to get off and what situation. And as I said uh, last week, guys, about, you know, what makes a fighter style, it's it's about knowing yourself. And that goes, uh, plays a big part into fight IQ because you need to know, first things first is mastering yourself, knowing your weapons, your tools that are available to you, what what tools um, in your arsenal that you are best at, what needs work. And on top of that, you got to know, you got to know, be able to know your opponent watching film or not, you have to know, okay, if he throws this hook, I'm going to counter him with, um, if he throws this hook, I'm going I'm to I'm stuff it with the jab, you know? He drops his hand when he's jabbing, so I'm going to counter with the hook. Stuff like that, guys. And, and it, it goes more into, you know, um, knowing when to take different angles, knowing uh, your footwork, uh, knowing your distance, getting your range, getting your timing, Knowing, okay, if he just tries to rush in, I'm just going to tie him up and clinch. There's a whole lot of nuances in fight IQ. And like I said, the, it only helps you because the more you know about whatever um, combat sports you're in, the better as an athlete you're going to be. Because let's be real, you can have everything, you can have everything on this list, right? And you could be in the best shape of your life, and you have another copy guy exactly the same as you. But he studies film more, you know? He knows he he knows how to set things up differently. He, he knows uh, a million ways to skin a cat. You only know five. It becomes different. It's a game of inches. It becomes different in those later rounds. Now you're tired. You don't, you don't really know what he's setting up. You think he's doing one thing, and boom, he hits you with something else. It's very important. And, um... And just even, even if setting up your opponent is so vital, so vital. And obviously you have, you know, as a fighter, you'll, you'll, you can have your coaches there telling you what to do, but you can't rely on your coaches all the time because you'll, you might be able to see something when you're in there that your coaches may not see, you know, um, in the fighter. Or you might, or your coaches might be telling you to do one thing, but you you see a punch that's easier to land. You know they're they're telling you to they're telling you to you know check him with the hook, but you see his body is is open. I just get in on the inside a little more, and I I could get that get him out of there with that. So fire cue is important. Knowing how to set up set up your punches, knowing how to um go in and out of range, and knowing knowing what counters get off, and the, just knowledge guys it's it's just um seeking that knowledge you always want to improve yourself and be better and fight iq is definitely a part of that the more knowledgeable you are it's only going to help you so this isn't something that should be ignored in any in any sense of the case regardless if you you know what kind of fighter you are so the third key aspect is adaptability which goes hand in hand now you you'll only be you can only be as adaptable as much as you know, you know. And there, some some fighters have an instinct for this, um, and, and, and certain things they can try in the ring. But uh, the more you put into your one, your menta- one mentality plays a key. Like I said, you if you 
Floyd Mayweather says, um, you know, champions always find a way to win. Because there there's gonna be fighters, there's gonna be opponents where, you know, it's it looks like, oh, I just need to win by outboxing and staying out on the outside and and keeping range and, and he can only win getting on the inside. Yeah, well maybe he's better on the inside than you thought and your outside game isn't working. You can't keep him out, you can't keep him off you. Now what are you gonna do? Are you gonna try and stick to the game plan that's not working? Are you gonna try to adapt and improve? So it's very important that you're adaptable and that goes into that goes into your your fight IQ one thousand percent. That goes into a training you're doing as well. Because you have to be able to you have to be able to go off your game plan. Uh you know, this is a sport, but at the end of the day, it's a it's a fight, you know? You gotta go in there like it's life or death. And if you're defending your country, if you're defending your your home, if you're you're fighting for your life. And you see one thing's not working. I, I guarantee you would try anything you can to, to, to cling on to your last breath. You know, you're not just going to stick to the same thing. So it's very important. You're adaptable. And what do I mean by being adaptable? Um, when I say changing up the game plan, if something's not working, switch to something else. Even if something is working, you know, sometimes you don't want to be consistent now if you're just if you're completely dog walking your opponent is different but there, there's instances where you'll you'll be winning um and you still want to be able to switch it up you still want to give your opponent something else to think about something else to 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 or show them show them somewhere else you could beat them too because you don't want them to get comfortable with your tactics with what you're doing in the ring because they can adapt as well and then they're they're beating your your best weapon, so it's a it's a game of chess in there, and it's it's very vital that you're able to uh, adapt and overcome, and that plays into a lot. That plays into okay, may, like I said, you go in there with a game plan, and it's not working, right? Or maybe you go in there. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this plan A, and you go in there and you realize actually plan C would work really well against this dude. Because he's way weaker in some areas than I thought. Maybe he can't get as close to you because your reach is better. Like, and he, he's just having way more difficulty with it. Um, so adaptability is, is very important. And we're talking about great fighters. The greatest fighter of all time, not adapt. The greatest fighter of all time, not adapt. We're talking about, um, like I said, Floyd. Floyd had so many fights that he would adapt in the ring. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Thomas Hearns. Great, great one. Leonard came back in the end. Um, John Jones. John Jones is probably one of the biggest, uh, one of the most adaptable fighters I've seen um, in, in times before. He could literally win any way he can, any way he wants, any way he wants. And he's comfortable in um, any area of the octagon, which is very key. Very key. The comfort on top of adaptability. Um, comfortability is a big thing, because if you're, if you're comfortable adapting, if you're, if you're, like I said, you, I keep using Bruce Lee, but he was just, um, he was ahead of his time. You know, you want to, you want to be that, you want to flow like water. You really want to flow like water. If you're able to be comfortable in any situation, position, be comfortable being uncomfortable, you will do much better in there. And, and that's, uh a key thing that a lot of great fighters have. They're adaptable in the ring.
So these next two, these next two go hand in hand. Um, your offense and your defense. There isn't a great. First of all, there isn't a great fighter who didn't have great offense, and there isn't a great fighter who didn't have great defense. One, you know, they always say um, uh, the best defense is an overwhelming offense, which is true. You know, offense is is definitely a part of defense because as long as I'm throwing punches out there, if, if I'm keeping you off of me, um, I'm defending myself. I am. But with that, there's going to get to – and you can have one of the most overwhelming offenses. Let's look at, like, Julio Cesar Chavez, right? You're not going to sit there and stand with that guy at all and knock your head off. But what happens when Julio runs into Pernell Whitaker, right? Your offense – will not be enough at that top echelon or even when you're when you're when you find a fighter that can stand in your storm can take everything you can dish out and he's going to move forward what are you going to do that's why you need amazing defense defense is so key defense wins games defense wins fights and a lot of fights will come down to the exchanges Come down to the exchanges. If you have a guy who's slightly more skilled than you, that's just because every little two, three punches y'all get off on each other, he blocks more. He blocks more and lets off more than you do, and it'll be just that. And and there, I've seen a lot of fights where, um, it'll be real close. It'll be real. Let's take uh, James Tony versus Mike McCallum. Amazing, both one and two. Amazing fights. James James got the edge purely because most of the exchanges, he he would just slip one, two more punches than Mike McCallum. And that's not even saying Mike's defense was off at all. But James just had the better defense on top of an uh, overwhelming offense. Uh, and this is key. This is key for great fighters. Let's look at let's look at Khabib, right? Khabib, um, his wrestling style was just immaculate. Nobody... Nobody can really stand a candle to him, but it's not like he just had that. His defense was amazing too. You know, first of all, his let's talk about defense, wrestling defense. No one was handing in there wrestling. If you try to take Khabib down, like he's stuffing that takedown every time, so you're not doing anything with that. Um, and he's even had fights where he struggled a lot, like Edson Barboza, Justin Gaethje, where he's gotten hit, he's gotten cracked. But his defense was so good, he was still able to overcome that and still put uh, lay his uh, impose his will on the other fighter, which is key. So they go hand in hand because you cannot have one without the other. You you can get so far with with overwhelming offense, and you're gonna find someone who could chalk that, and then break your defenses down. And it's the same with defense. You know, Floyd Mayweather wouldn't have been as great as he was just off defense. You know, his offense is very underrated. The, his ability to keep range, his jab, um, just to take away his opponent's weapons. He was a monstrous. So I want to look at one fighter, um, Wilfred Benitez. He he fought um, a lot. He fought like the four kings in the 80s for boxing at the time. And he had his defense was impeccable. You know, he could barely get hit. And I think he beat he beat Durant. But all the other all the other four kings he lost to uh, Hagler, Hearns, and Leonard. And it was purely because as great as his defense was, 
when it came down to the wire, he his offense wasn't good enough to impose his will on Hearns, on Leonard, on Hagler. You know, he didn't have that enough edge to to get over on them. So there was in the first uh, in the earlier rounds, the first half of the fight, it was so difficult for them to hit him. But as things started slowing down, you know, he just wasn't doing enough offensively to to rack up points and get over on them. So they go hand in hand. You you have to have an overwhelming offense. You have to be able to drown your opponent and keep them off you and, and bludgeon them as much as possible. But you also have to be able to protect yourself at all times. You you got to be sharp 100% of the time in that ring because you, you got to train. You have to think about um, – you always got to go in there thinking about your worst-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, I'm going in there with a guy who's, who's going to push me to the absolute brink. I cannot be off for a second. Can't be off for a second. And I see a lot of fighters, um, certain points in their careers where, you know, you'll have that overwhelming offense and or you'll have one or the other and then something that you see where someone's lacking. Another example, Floyd versus Canelo. Canelo, it's not like Canelo up to that point had horrible defense. You know, he was just an extremely adept uh, offensive fighter. And then you've seen what happened. Floyd whooped him because, first of all, his IQ wasn't like that and his defense was off. And then what happened? Canelo went leagues up with his defense after that fight. And he had to tweak it because he realized I was lacking so much in that one area. And he finally met someone who could who could not only take his offense but dish it back out. So those two key aspects for a fighter for and, and like I said, great fighters is very important. You gotta have you gotta have both. You gotta have both. And the last aspect I want to talk about is training and um your training is key because training pulls all this together your mentality your fight iq your adaptability your offense your defense all this goes into training and all of the greats train um what's the word they just they train greatly you know and uh, you, you get to a certain level especially nowadays you could there's only so much you can do um you, there's not many people who are reinventing the wheel with training hard or or doing the extra miles or um you know anything of that nature but your training brings all this out you have to train how you're going to fight you have to because it translates directly it translates directly you gotta hit you gotta hit that bag as as you're walking down your opponent you know, you gotta be thinking. Uh, you have to be using your IQ when you're when you're hitting the mitts, when you're on the bat, working different things. Put yourself. Training is perfect because that's the time for you to put yourself in different situations. That's the time to um, find out where you're weak at to really push your limits. No one cares if you look horrible in training. You're supposed to. That's when you're supposed to learn learn so much about yourself and and really find your limits, test your limits, push your limits. You know, to to as far as you can, and that goes into you. You know, defense, working working endless rounds on defense. Where are you weak at? Where are you strong at? What do you need work on? All right, my footwork's kind of choppy, so I need to work bouncing on my toes more. You know, being light, being light. Um, you know, I'm kind of I keep getting caught on the inside, so I need to practice inside fighting more. I need to be tight. You know, um, offense. Okay. You know, I'm pretty good. You know, I have pretty good power, but uh, I need to 
work on my volume. You know, I, I'm I'm able to put guys out of there, but I'm not really throwing as many punches as I should. So being being able to you know up uh raise that output on my volume, you know, throwing more punches. How adaptable are you in sparring? You know, if you get if you're getting beat in sparring by the same punch over and over and over and over and over again, are you just not going to learn? You think you think you're going to go into a fight and that dude's not going to hit you with the same thing? You got to learn how to work past that to to you know to somehow stop it because if you can't stop it in training you're not gonna be able to stop it in the fight for real um like i said your fire cue fire cue definitely goes into training that's studying film that's listening to your coaches that's that's knowing as much as you can um about the sport that's knowing uh why you're doing what you're doing you can't just go in there and throw punches you have to know why you're doing what you're doing that's just gonna help you and your mentality. Um, and like I say, your mentality, your mentality goes directly into training because how hard you're training, how, how hard you're working during training, that's all your mentality. You know, if you think, oh, training's light, it's fun, it's easy, I'll just take a break. That's poor mentality, and that's going to translate in a fight. You're not going to be able to turn it on in a fight automatically. So... I, so these six key, these six aspects, I think, are the most important um, for what the recipe I've seen for great fighters. I feel like all great fighters have these um, these key aspects on their their list, or that they they utilize all of these very well. Their mentality, their fight IQ, adaptability, their offense, their defense, and and how they train. Um, yeah, guys. That's all I wanted to talk about today. Like I said, like those are the six aspects, uh, the recipe for what makes a great fighter. Um, and yeah, like you and and you can have and there's going to be certain different points in your career where you might be weaker in two or three of these aspects than, than you are the other three. And that's fine, you know, because like you evolve over time, but always keep these aspects in mind because Every one of them should be constantly pushed and evolved to the limit if you want to reach the top. It's the most important thing. Even if you don't want to, even if you want to be decent, if you want to be decent, if you have all six of these, it's going to be very few people you're going to meet um, who are going to have these six. And if they do, it's just who's been working on each of them more. That's really it. So that's all I want to talk about today, um, today, guys. You know, a little short video. So next week's episode, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, it's going to be a surprise for sure. It's going to be a little off brand. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about anime. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite characters and how he relates to being a warrior and, you know, some of the qualities he has that I see with, you know, other champions in real life. So that's going to be interesting. But until then, guys, uh, make sure, like I said, follow Cower on the Warrior, Instagram, TikTok, stay up to date with post extra content. And until then, I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.